Welcome to Ube Island, the only island in the world where everything's free. There are no rules. There's no hate. We don't care what you look like, who you are, where you're from, what you did, as long as you love me. But in all seriousness, we accept and love everybody. Ube Island is an escape from the outside world. We are free from all the drama, all the noise, all the hate. As the great Mary J. Blige once said, there's no hateration in this dancery. I want Ube Island to be a media platform where you can listen and watch amazing content. Just somewhere you can be happy, be yourself, and have fun. Not saying that we can't be serious. There are many topics and events that are happening currently that we can't ignore. All the stuff with politics, the economy, stuff in culture. These are all things that are important to us. No matter how much we try to escape. Yeah, I will dive into them. But I will do so with the proper amount of respect and love. For this podcast, I plan on talking mostly about sports, culture, but most importantly, whatever's on my mind. Whether it be my favorite song at the moment, or something dumb that I did with my money, or something that I experienced. But enough about that. Who am I? So, so I'm JFM. JFMB, Jeff B. Shore, JF Mose, JF Yamaguchi, or simply just call me, just call me Jeff. I'm a 28-year-old Filipino living in the Bay Area. With that information, sadly, you can figure out pretty much everything else about me. Like, you're probably thinking, he's Filipino, so he probably likes sneakers. That's true. I love sneakers. I am a sneakerhead. I've been collecting for over 15 years. I've been on the forums. I've been in the lines. I've been to the conventions. Those sweaty conventions. Those sausage fests. Weaving through all those sweaty Asian dudes just to get a pair of SBs. I've spent over 300 on pairs. Most I spent is over $800 maybe. Never went over $1,000 because that's way too much. Next, you're probably thinking, he's Filipino, so he, he probably likes basketball. And that's true. I do love basketball. I love playing basketball. I love watching the NBA. Next, you're probably thinking, he's Filipino, so he probably plays the acoustic guitar. And he probably covers songs on the radio. That's half true. I do play the acoustic guitar, and I've been playing for over seven years now. But no, I do not cover pop songs on the radio. Next, you're probably thinking he's Filipino, so he probably listens to R&B and hip-hop and listens to black music, and that's true. I do listen to R&B, and I love hip-hop. I've been listening for over 20 years now, and yes, I did watch, grow up watching BET. I watched 106 in Park with AJ and Free. I watched Rap City with Big Tig, and yes, I did go to the Millennium Tour last year. Next, you're thinking, oh, he's Filipino, so he probably dances. And that's true. I can, I can dance. I can hold my own. Yes, I, I did love watching America's Best Dance Crew. And yes, Supreme Soul should have won. 
but no, I was not in a dance crew myself. <laughs> Next, you're probably thinking, he's Filipino living in a Bay Area, so he probably studied to be an engineer. And he has a sister that's probably a nurse. That's true. I did, in fact, study to become an engineer. And yes, I do have a sister. And yes, she is a nurse. So congratulations. You passed the test without even studying. But do you know other things about me? Do you know that I'm a huge NSYNC fan? I've been there since the beginning. I watched the Disney special. I was there when Tearing Up My Heart debuted on TRL. And I was there when Justin Timberlake went solo. And I'll always be there for that reunion. Fun fact, Justin Timberlake was my first concert. I was 15 and I went to the Future Sex Love Sounds tour. I was, in, I was on the floor. Next, do you know that I'm a singer, songwriter, and producer? And yes, that's my music playing in the background. I know that this is kind of a, already a Filipino thing, but I feel like a lot of people that know me wouldn't guess that I do in fact sing and I do produce my own songs. Oh, god damn. <laughs> Next, I love K-pop. I have so many K-pop albums that I bought over the years that I, I don't even have space for them anymore. <laughs> There's literally stacks of K-pop albums around my room right now and yeah this kind of is an asian thing already it's not that special but how many people do you know that knows all the choreography for every twice title song how many people do you know that spends hundreds of dollars a year for shipping from korea i wouldn't say that i'm an og of k-pop but i was here before it went global and blew up Yes, I was at Twice's first LA concert. Yes, I was in the front row. Yes, I did spend over $1,000 for those tickets. And yes, I did have the best damn time of my life. <laughs> Next, did you know that I failed college? I don't think this is an Asian thing. But how many people do you know failed college? For me, failing college getting back and eventually finally graduating it was such a big part of my life and I learned so much about myself I grew so much as a person and eventually I'd like to share it on this podcast so yeah I'm, I'm not really a perfect person I have many flaws many issues I've lost a bunch of friends I have trouble making new friends I'm failing a lot I'm losing a lot but I'm learning as I go. I have my insecurities, my personal issues. Currently, I'm trying to find myself through God. And hopefully I can share this journey through this podcast. Lastly, we got to go back to sports. Yeah, I forgot to tell you what teams that I root for. Um, Back to me being a Filipino from the Bay Area probably think oh he's probably a Warriors fan or maybe a Lakers fan that's incorrect can you guess what my favorite basketball team is my basketball team is none other than the Philadelphia 76ers you're probably asking yourself why would 
somebody from the Bay Area, California, be a fan of the Philadelphia 76ers. And I'll give you two letters. Why? Exactly two letters. That's A-I. I loved Allen Iverson as a kid. A lot of people did. A lot of kids did. But Allen Iverson, to me, was everything. He was a cultural icon, bridging the gap between basketball and hip-hop, which I was also listening to at that time. He was just the coolest person in the world to me. All the tattoos that I've never seen before as a kid, the headband, the cornrows, just everything, how he wore his jersey, how he wore his warm-ups, how he played on the court. I was just a huge fan. But I wouldn't say I became a true Sixers fan until Allen Iverson got traded because I easily could have made the decision to leave the squad and go back and root for my hometown team, which was the Warriors. But right after Iverson left, it wasn't even a question. (laughs) I stuck with the team to show my true support. I went ahead and bought myself a black Andre Iguodala jersey. And that same year, I went to the Sixers-Warriors game with my high school friends who were Warrior fans. And I remember showing up really early trying to get Andre Iguodala's autograph. And he ended up skipping us, ignoring us. But I did actually get Daddy Young's autograph and Lou Williams. So it wasn't a bad night after all. And anyway, I've just been sticking with the team since, rooting for them. I've been through the Doug Collins years with uh, good old Drew Holiday, Andre Iguodala, Spencer Hawes, Evan Turner, Lavoy Allen. Who else? Who else? Elton Brand when he was playing basketball. Jody Meeks. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I saw that. I, I saw that era. I experienced it. I still remember the uh, Chicago Bulls series where we upset the number one seeded Chicago Bulls, Derrick Rose. Yeah, it was true that Derrick Rose did get hurt. And unfortunately, that was the demise of his career or the downfall of his career. And yeah, it's true that Joakim Noah didn't even play the last game. But it doesn't matter because we still won. And sadly, that was the peak of that team. And then you know what happened. Sam Hickey eventually got hired as GM. And on draft night, he did something so horrible. He traded my favorite player, one of my favorite Sixers players of all time, traded Drew Holiday to the Pelicans just so we could draft Nerlens in a while. I was so hurt, so heartbroken. But eventually, I, I understood Sam Hinkie's vision, and I became a Sam Hinkie disciple. So yeah, I was there throughout the entire process from the beginning with Sam Hinkie. Like, I, I saw everything. I remember drafting Joel Embiid with the third pick, and we only got him because he got hurt on his workout. I thought we were going to draft Dante Exum. <laughs> and I've been there with when we drafted Jaleel Okafor because the Lakers decided to tank so hard and keep their pick, and they drafted D'Angelo Russell, who I wanted so bad. So <laughs> I... I saw Sam Hickey got fired, and I saw the Colangelos come in, those snakes, man. It was a Brian Colangelo and his, uh, his dad, Jerry Colangelo, man. And I saw them just do evil things, 
for this team. <laughs> the best thing that they did was bring Ish Smith. But yeah, we went 10 and 72 and I watched every single game that year. All the way to getting Ben Simmons drafted at number one, the first pick. Can you believe that? What a year. And then of course that, you know, that one draft, that, that one draft. I don't even have to say what it is, but you know what happened. We got the pick swap. We traded up. We got Marco Fil- Markel Fultz. Everything was supposed to be gravy. We got we got a guard, that elusive shooting guard that could play point guard, that could score. He was he's gonna be Dwayne Wade 2.0. He's gonna play alongside Simmons and Embiid. And then summer league happened, and I I still don't know what happened. Something happened with the shoulder, and it went all downhill from there. Of course, you know, we would get J.J. Reddick, Jimmy Butler, and yeah, all the way up to now, the new season with Seth Curry and Danny Green. Can you believe that? But yeah, as Joel Embiid said, the process never dies, never ends. So I'm still trusting the process, and on this podcast, you will get a full Sixers coverage of and hopefully we could cap it off with the NBA Finals Championship. Also, what about my football team? You're probably thinking Bay Area kid from the Fili- Filipino Bay Area kid. So he's probably a Niners fan. That is so incorrect. I hate the Niners. I, des- I despise them. So you're probably thinking I'm a Raiders fan. That's also incorrect. I'm not a Raiders fan. No, I'm not a Cowboys fan. Absolutely not. My football team is none other than the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> You're probably asking why. Why would a kid from the Bay Area be a St. Louis Rams fan? And same as before, I'll give you four letters. G-S-O-T. That stands for the greatest show on turf. This is Marshall Falk, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner, Orlando Pace, Asahiri King, Ricky Pro, you know, just a few Hall of Famers there. But yeah, that that's my squad. There are other reasons why I also fell in love with the Rams. One being that it's the first team that I really knew, to be honest. Like the first video game, football video game that I played with NFL Game Day 2001. I had Marshall Falk on the cover. And that was the squad that I rolled in, or I used. Second, like those uniforms, man, like that Rams horns helmet, it's a classic. Like I still love it to this day. And seeing that as a kid, I just fell in love with it. And those blue and gold uniforms with the gold pants, man. I really love those uniforms. And although they really aged terribly, especially through the 2010s with Sam Bradford and Jeff Fisher, uh, it's still one of my favorite uniforms. I remember when my dad, he used to take me as a kid to the Candlestick Park, <laughs> the Candlestick, and him being a Niners fan, he still took me, he knew that I loved the Rams, so every time the Rams came, he'd take me to the game, and me growing up, I was like a super quiet kid, growing up, I wouldn't really say that much, still I'm kind of the same today, but anyway, 
like I remember I would go to the games and I would just yell so loud and cheer like, oh, yeah, go Rams! <laughs> just make a fool out of myself. And luckily I was, I was a kid so nobody really messed with me. But yeah, I was pretty loud. I would always cheer so loud for the Rams. Yeah, you're probably wondering like, how do I feel about them coming to LA? And it's so weird. It's like being a Bay Area kid like you grow up learning like to beat LA like screw LA like we're better than LA so when your favorite team goes there it gets kind of weird it's a weird relationship I'll say but overall it's not too bad like I'll always root for the Rams wherever they are it doesn't matter if they go to like a rival territory I'll always root for them and yeah LA fans, they're not too bad. They're cool people. I, I know a few. They're they're not that bad, even though they they root for the Lakers and the Dodgers. They're not they're not bad people. They're weird, but they're okay. But as long as they all root for the Rams, they're cool with me. All right, this is the last. Lastly, I promise. One last thing. I love the women's national team, our soccer squad. And if you are an American, you are also a U.S. women's national team fan by default. I've been following them. I've been following the team since 2011 from the World Cup when we lost to Japan. And I, ever since, I've been following them since the 2012 Olympics. You know, eventually the 2015, winning the World Cup again. We don't talk about 2016. <laughs> and then, of course, last year, that amazing World Cup, 2019, getting number four. I've been, I've been to the games. I try to go to every game that they play in the Bay Area just to support. I have all the jerseys of, like, a bunch of players. Alex Morgan, Crystal Dunn, Becky Sauerbrunn, Kristen Press, Megan Rapino. Who else? Everybody. Tobin Heath. And it's crazy because like I, I used to be on the soccer is boring bandwagon. But thanks to these ladies, like they really made me learn to love the sport and enjoy it. So expect to hear some women's national team on this podcast. So yeah, I'm kind of a weirdo, kind of a loser. But I'm trying each day to get better and better. Trying to be a better person. Trying to be better creatively. Trying to figure out life. If you want to follow me on this weird journey, chill with me on Ube Island as I create, as I have fun. Please enjoy your stay. Enjoy the view. And welcome to Ube Island. Peace.